Asia Pacific Currents. News and labour issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. All groups of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. Good morning, good morning, dear listeners, and that's right, Asia Pacific Currents, and my name is Pierre Morrow, and I'm flying solo this morning. So I'll be bringing you this week's program of Asia Pacific Currents, brought to you every week by Australia Asia Worker Links, and I'll contact uh, numbers here in Melbourne, Victoria is 9663 or you can always go to our website www.aawl.org.au especially for all your listeners on podcast or on the internet that oh, are not in Melbourne or in Victoria and of course we also got a Facebook and Twitter account on, um, oh, and of course, thanks a lot for another interesting program, Solidarity Breakfast. And um, I was uh, reliving those interviews with the uh, uh, activists at the Aboriginal rally of a few of a, a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was there as well. It was uh, very inspiring. And hopefully, they will continue and um, we will support together. The um, on today's program, we've got the usual roundup of uh, stories, but in the second half of the program, we'll have a very interesting interview that um, Giselle did just a couple of weeks ago with uh, Pranambi Somwong, who is an organiser for workers in the Thai-Burma border and also migrant workers in Malaysia. And um, so they'll be coming up in the second half of the program, so certainly stay uh, listening for that interview. But um, we've got a number of uh, news items, as you can hear. Of you can you can hear my shuffling of papers. So we'll go straight to um, to um, to those, and we'll start. Um, just across the uh, the Tasman Sea in New Zealand, where after a decade-long battle against casualisation and insecurity at work, the United Union was able to win an agreement from the global fast food giant McDonald's to stop using zero-hour contracts. Um, for people who don't know, a zero-hour contract allows employers to hire staff on a casual basis with no guarantee of work and no regular work times. Now, this precarious work would be uh, um, would be known to a lot of workers around the world, and it's um, basically used by employers to weaken our power and to drive down workers' wages and condition. Now, the the union now expects this agreement to flow on to other large fast food employers across New Zealand, and um, symbolically, the union reached agreement with McDonald's on May Day. So that was um, a nice little cherry on top of that. So well done to the comrades in Unite in New Zealand. And um, while that was a good news story, um, as most uh, listeners would know here in Australia, that um, last week um, a, um, a report came out that exposed the extent of exploitation of migrant workers in the agricultural sector in Australia. Now, of course, migrant workers all over the world endure some of the worst working conditions of workers. But basically, this report by the investigative program Four Corners 
exposed a wide range and abuse of migrant workers in the agricultural sector by, uh, by bosses via use of subcontracting and sham contracts. Now, um, while the unions have fought um, uh, against this for many years, people again here in Australia would know that the legal environment just gets worse and worse for our organisations. And, um, and in Australia, we actually have seen a rise in insecure and precarious work arrangements throughout the um, the workforce. So this is just part of the ongoing attack against us. In um, we now go to to the north to Thailand, where um, a Thai union has come out and actually spoke out against repression by the military junta. Now the military coup was almost a year ago, and has been and as we have reported. Uh, um, many times here it's created a blanket of fear and repression in Thailand with continuing arrests. Now the Textile, Garment and Leather Workers Federation of Thailand um, uh, early this month issued a call for a 40% increase in the minimum wage and an end to military rule as um, it is uh, a tool used to suppress workers' organising, which we'd certainly agree now, of course, um, we know that um, high-profile labour activists like Somyot uh, Pruksakamatsamsensuk are still in jail after four years, while the rest of um, human rights activists um, now being targeted in the south of, of Thailand are still continuing. And following the murder of um, the high-profile murder of two British tourists, migrant workers are now facing a crackga- crackdown in the uh, southern tourist islands of uh, of Thailand, so um, so <coughs> sorry that so that's a very um, alarming situation. And again, um, I just refer you to keep listening to the second half of the uh, of the program, where we'll be able to hear Pranam B talking about organising migrant workers on the um, Thai Burma border. <laughs> Community Radio 855 AM Staying on the on in the region and um, going from Thailand to next door to Burma <clears throat> the, uh, on the occasion of uh, May Day, thousands of Burmese garment workers staged demonstrations through central Yangon demanding greater freedoms and uh, at least a doubling of the minimum wage, um, which the previous uh, item I talked about, 40% wage increase the, in Thailand. The Burmese are talking for a doubling, at least a, a doubling of the minimum wage, which really shows you the, starvage, the starvation wages that workers um, uh, are put under in these countries. Now, because of the continued poverty and exploitation in Burma, hundreds of thousands of workers have had to leave um, Burma to find work outside of the country. And unfortunately for those that remain in Burma, uh, the repression is still strong with union leaders often jailed for long periods on trumped-up charges, while um, journalists are routinely arrested on national security grounds. So that's another area that we'll continue to look at at, um, while the the, the Burmese uh, government says it's um, liberalising and increasing tourism and making the country safe for investment, the situation for workers is totally different. 
We go now go um, uh, to Central Asia, where um, the in Pakistan another bit of good news that. Um, as uh, reported recently after a long fight, the group of Paoloom workers that had led the major struggle, major strikes in Faisalabad a number of years ago <coughs> were freed this week. As people remember, these workers have been given hundreds of years jail sentences. That's correct, comrade, uh, listeners. Hundreds of years they were given under the country's dr- draconian anti-terrorist legislation for basically organizing strikes um, after a long fight they were they were the Supreme Court uh, of Pakistan freed them and they took the first steps out of jail on the uh, this week on the 6th of May amid thousands of cheering supporters in actual fact most Paloom factories most workers uh, in Faisalabad stayed away on that day so they could actually go and uh, cheer for their leaders. So that's um, fantastic uh, that they were not only released, but the fact that they were recognised and given a hero's welcome, which, of course, they they are. We go now to um, West Asia, where, um, as uh, previously um, reported, um, the the fight by the mainly Kurdish population of Rojava in northern Syria has attracted sizable solidarity from labour organisations around the world. Now that the front lines of the battle have shifted away from the town of Kobani, the issue of rebuilding the town has become a priority. Uh, Mustafa Kaplan Aykol, the general president of the Union of Construction Workers in the region, recently called on construction workers to stop working for the benefit of capitalists and to come to Kaban to help rebuild the city. Mustafa Kaul included the reminder that it is workers who build the world, so therefore workers should build it for our needs instead. Um, And it's a sentiment that we would certainly totally um, um, be in agreement with. You're listening to 3CR. This is Billy X. Jennings of the Black Panther Party. Power to the people. And for the last couple of... um of items again, we stay in um, West Asia, where in um, Iraq um, uh, workers use May Day as an occasion to press for their rights. For the last um, two decades, life for workers in Iraq has been very tough. Um, that's probably an understatement, really, having to contend with economic blockades, war, foreign invasion, occupation, and a, civ- and a series of civil wars and uprising. Uh, nevertheless, workers have continued to demand their their rights to organise and have a safe workplace and living wages. Currently, the Workers' Coordination Committee has been organising workers employed in the state-owned manufacturing sector uh, for many months as workers have not been paid for their wages, some of them none for this whole year. And they're afraid that the... Um, uh, factories are going to be privatised and um, the new owners will say that the unpaid wages are none of their uh, business. So um, well done, comrades. The, the conditions in Iraq uh, to organise under must be unimaginable. 
And um, again, another May Day um, report, um, really, given there was only um, just over a week ago. Um, we go in uh, Palestine where, again, you know, life for workers in the West Bank and Gaza is uh, incredibly difficult due to the restrictions imposed by Israel and neighbouring countries. But um, sometimes we, um, we hear um, only, only the, the bad news. And, uh, of course, May Day was a chance for all workers in Palestine to express solidarity and um, push for their rights. Unfortunately for this year, May Day demonstrations in Gaza were banned the last minute by the security forces of the Gaza administration and workers believe this is an attempt to forestall workers opposition to a new plan tax that's um, reputed to be coming out in the next few months. So that's the end of the news roundup um, for today's program. Now if you're interested in some of those news or would like more information um, you can visit our website. These will go on um, on our website tomorrow night but some have already appeared on our Facebook um, feed so um, feel free to go in there and you can always um, contact us through there. Three CR, always bringing you the latest union news. They're coming after us at the moment. They want to get rid of penalty rates, the big push from businesses. They want to get rid of all the things that you and I have fought for. So there's tens of thousands of jobs gone, contracted out to sham contracting arrangements. On 8.55am and on the web, 3cr.org.au. It's um, just on, uh, oh, just coming on to quarter past nine o'clock here on 3CR Radio and listening to Asia Pacific Currents brought to you every week by Australia Asia Worker Links. Um, as I mentioned earlier in the, in the program, uh, manufacturing is, um, is booming on the Thai Burma border amid declining wages and conditions for workers. And many Thais are fleeing to neighbouring countries uh, in an effort to escape the, the repressive coup, but also to find work and are often severely exploited as migrant workers abroad. But um, fortunately, organising is happening on the border and among workers. Uh, Pranam B. Samwong is one of the people organising Thai workers on the border with Burma and as migrant workers in Malaysia. B um, works for an organisation called Worker Hub for Change and Giselle was able to um, uh, record an interview with her a couple of weeks ago. My name is Pranam Samong. I'm with volunteer group um, calling, we call ourselves Worker Hub for Change. Um, we work in Thailand, in Malaysia, but i also part of the organization called Asia-Pacific Forum and Women Law and Development. We work with the women in Asia-Pacific, both um, local worker and migrant women worker. It's the center of the worker um, will come together and mostly with the migrant workers. Like we have the volunteers lawyer group together with the migrant rights activists working in Malaysia. Um, we're not funded NGOs, so we're mobilizing the lawyers, human rights lawyers who have time to do, conduct the legal training with the migrant worker, but we also work very close with migrant worker groups um, in Malaysia, various nationalities, uh, Burmese, Cambodia, Thai, um, Vietnamese, Bangladesh and Indian worker or Nepali worker. So what we're trying to do is to um, do a lot of educational but um, in the way of conduct 
capacity realization with the workers and the migrants and link them to the various mechanisms which is they should be able to exercise their rights in mechanism in country like Malaysia. And what about working with those migrant workers and other women workers to either form unions or to to be organized at the factory or workplace level? Yes. There's the other group I've involved which in Thailand is called Migrant Action Program. MAP Foundation. They work very much with women's garment workers who work in the Thai-Burma border. So what we do is to inform them about what the basic rights are and what is mechanism. And we're um, supporting and facilitating for the migrant rights group themselves, led by women to mobilize among themselves. So they put up themselves to mobilize to negotiate for the better working conditions. Um, when we talk about better working condition in the Thai Burma border, it's not very much about collective bargaining agreement, but it's about increasing of the minimum wages, which they're not being able to get it. Even the policy said they would get it, or sometimes it's just the demand on the clean drinking water in the factory. That's sound very basic, but the workers still struggle to be able to get that kind of the um, better working condition, um, including the a better condition of the housing or accommodation and as well as um, their right to um, improve in the production lives because lots of the problem facing by the worker is um, the factory do not put enough facilities and the supervisors or the way they're dealing with the supervisor and the worker themselves are chaotic and create a lot of frustration. So women workers are come together and then we, like MAP Foundation is um, providing the legal workshop but together um, coordinating with the local trade union to, to see how do we take it from there. I just want to look more on the, at the conditions on the Thai Burma border because, uh, you know, there wouldn't there wouldn't be industry there, there wouldn't be production there, there wouldn't be anything there if it wasn't more precarious and and more difficult for people to organise. So, yes, I accept that um, the situation in Thailand impacts very very much, and the laws are still applicable. But how is it that manufacturers and investors are able to? get away with um, reducing conditions and standards on the border versus in the rest of Thailand? I think um, it's been deliberately by the government to keep the border um, area to be achieved for the investor. That we've seen very clearly. Even the migration policy is allowing the migrant who having the temporary passport to be able to travel. But we found out the migrant get um, block when they travel from the border to enter Bangkok, which the rest of Thailand are implementing for them to have a little bit of mobility when they have some legal document, but border area authorities are not allowing the migrant to go. So it's quite clearly they want to keep people to be still working at the border. Um, basic minimum wages around 10 USD, 300 baht, it's supposed to be enforcing and we see it never be enforcing. A very few factory in Method are paying the minimum wages and even though the Labour Protection Office having the uh, protection officer there with the translator, but the legal process people have to be in, end up and taking, it takes a long term. And at the end of the day, it's um, end up with settling with the employer and the order, which is order, the court order the employer to pay, is very low. 
um, compared to the time they're consuming. And of course, a lot of migrants uh, cannot wait for that long process of the legal process. They have to move to work in the other places. And the migration policy in Thailand, if you move from the former employer, you lost your work permit because the work permit is tied with the employer. So it doesn't have any much choice for the worker to be able to For example, if you want to change this very abusive employer, what is choice of you? You negotiate, but then you lost your work permit. It's put people in a very precarious legal status, and then they have to take a very, very long time of the legal cases. So, enabling environment of rights mechanism is not that great. Even the law said it's applicable, and as we know now, Thailand is under the military government. So the utmost fear of The fears, which is you can't, because we under the martial law for the past 10 months, it just slipped. But replacing by temper, um, interim constitution, which is get absolute power to the prime minister, that political fear is also affected the migrant because last time, even we under the democratic establishment government, the migrant is doesn't have much rights of. Peaceful assembly because you're not actually allowed to go and take the street or the strike. When every time when we have the strike and um, lots of authorities will came and control the strike of the migrant worker anyway. Oh, I just mentioned even they lift the martial law in the other area of Thailand, but because Thai Burma border is a border area, the martial law is still existing. So this is end up with lots of migrant groups now and. A self censor because they they're not quite sure how could they been exercise their peaceful assembly because we they saw when the Thai group, even the Thai local group who came out and do the peaceful assembly and there be some reprisal from the government, so you can compare if the local are not be able to allow to do that the migrant even have deter themselves to not be able to have peaceful assembly and when you can't do peaceful assembly the strike is it's not possible <laughs> and you can't negotiate for your collective again. So then, you also assist Thai migrants in Malaysia. So people that come here for work, they've left Thailand for economic reasons. What do you do with um, migrant workers? How do you organize? Um, we organize, as we said, we organize through the community focal point um, because we have various migrant group here. For the Thai, lots of them coming to work in the restaurant. Um, and they face some difficulty of have to be put up and meeting the legal st- the legal application from Thai side to be able to come and work here because the migration policy in Malaysia also very tight and very controlled. So people end up with um, coming to Malaysia and work undocumented. Um, we did facilitate for one of the cases of construction site worker who work in. Um, um, Sarawak, the other island of Malaysia, they came undocumented, and we were facing a very difficulty to get the Thai embassy to um, helping them because the Thai embassy at beginning saying these people coming by undocumented way, not the legal way, but we be able to put the pressure for them to work with the Malaysian Trade Union Congress, and then together they negotiate for negotiation to. Uh, immigration to reducing the fees of enter the country illegally, and they've been able to get some back wages. But it takes six months, and it takes a lot of time of the migrant, the Thai migrant, to wait for that. A little justice to be able to give. Um, the other work we do very much is we try to link a migrant worker groups here. If they are women worker, we link them to the women organization in Malaysia because they are some specific issues women are facing, like sexual gender violence. Um, 
and if there are the issues which the union would be able to help, then we try to link them to the Malaysian Trade Union Congress. They are the process has to be improved because all we know the experience of the worker might share the whole struggle together. But if you are the worker on the move, there are some specific situations that you are facing and need a lot of the building the trust between the local and the migrant group there. You talked a little bit about um, the issue that migrant women workers particularly face. You also mentioned gender-based violence. Can you talk a little bit more about that? For example, um, if you're a migrant women worker, you require to get the work permit in Malaysia. You have to go through under medical checkup every year. And pregnancy is identified as a disease. So it's, it's a health problem <laughs> when women are pregnant. <laughs> And going to bear the child. So basically, they're not allowed to women migrant worker to pregnant or even to have sex because the policy is so controlled on your sexualities. Um, so it's been out there and very clear. They they not allow the women worker to have a family or even have the sexual um, relationship or even pregnant because when as long as they find out you're pregnant, you will be terminated your work permit and your way deportation. So I think. Um, and of course, women worker health is much more than that, not just reproductive health or reproductive rights. Yeah? Women need a lot of space. Um, migrant domestic worker in Malaysia has been promised to give them at least one day off from the last four years. I haven't seen any <laughs> the government are enforcing that to happen. And they're not actually improving the whole working condition of migrant domestic worker to be able to have the same enjoy the standard with the other worker so that keeping the very abusive condition and then we have a very controversial time to time so very um, highly abusive condition to migrant domestic worker and people focus on how badly individual employer are very cruel, blah, blah, blah. But we've seen that as part of the government part as well. If you're not allowed the migrant um, domestic worker or even local worker to be able to enjoy at least one day off a week, you're not allowed them to be able to get the decent wages. That's your part of that abusive condition, not just individual employer. And the huge challenges for Malaysia is everyone saying about trafficking of the migrant, which are knowing what exactly trafficking means. They've been confusing definition of the false and servitude condition and deceived condition of the trafficking. And the response by the government is putting more of the law enforcement to raid the workplace of the women in the ten, in entertainment workplace. So end up with you arresting a lot of the entertainment worker or sex worker who not actually traffic. And people are not really understand to abolish the condition of the servitudes or deceive and trafficking, you have to support the worker to be able to demand for their rights. The labor rights aspect is not being talked much to anti-trafficking aspect here. It's very much about anti-trafficking, anti-smuggler, anti-women works and send them back. So that, that's my concern. I think it's to be able to abolish the very servitude condition, you have to improve the working condition. You have to improve the condition where the worker, the women themselves, to be able to say what they want from that and how do they want that condition to be improved according to international standard. And I didn't see Malaysia have enough debate on that issues. I want to talk a bit about international solidarity, although you have talked about it in the context of Thailand, Malaysia, Burma. Um, the the women that you're uh, working with on the Thai Burma border are mostly garment workers, and you know we're coming very close to the 24th of April, the um, second anniversary of um, the collapse of Rana Plaza. 
Do you do much work in um, building and connecting these garment workers with their comrades in other parts of the world? We know in Cambodia mm-hmm. as well, the, where the, the, the um, campaign to raise the minimum wage was primarily in the garment industry. What, what do you do? Uh, how do you build this? Um, that I, when we talk about Cambodia, I talk about organization, the feminist organization I've been part of, the Asia-Pacific Forum and Women, Law and Development. We actually ran the campaign last year to get international solidarity to support our sister who work in a garment factory in Cambodia. So we asked the people to protest in front of the Cambodian embassy um, and sending their demand. And we also did organize the protest in front of the Cambodian embassy in Thailand, protest about the shooting, <laughs> all the harassing and intimidation. So we'd be able to get I think at least 13 countries to act in that term. So it's kind of create uh, a bit of the leverage um, for the solidarity support. For Thai-Burma border, um, MAP Foundation and like Worker Hub for Change, we work very closely with Clean Clothes Campaign. So um, in Clean Clothes Campaign also doing the um, um, campaign for um, Rana Plaza worker as well. So I think in terms of solidarity, we always voices our concern and support and enjoy the international campaign for the worker in like Bangladesh or in Cambodia. For us to be able to physically um, facilitate for the migrant in the Thai Burma border to physically be together, uh, that would be nice. But the problem is, as I said, they control mobility. They're not allowing to travel. Um, you have a one-year work permit. You don't have the situation of a luxurious life when the employer have to pay for your ticket to go back home is not existing in this region. <laughs> so we're not be able to bring anyone there. So lots of solidarity is being visualized. We show the videos of the struggle or some presentation of the um, Rana Plaza a worker in Bangladesh. We inform the worker here about what happened in so- international solidarity. And people seeing from there, lots of them are... Um, been talking about the condition and compare with their condition, especially the safety issues. I get a lot of the standard of the safety and occupational, occupational health and safety issues is a huge issue here as well. Um, um, and we haven't seen anything much progress in the law protecting the occupational health and safety. I think that's all the concern. What we've been able to do is visualize that solidarity and then keep people in the spirit to support. But physically bring them together is still very difficult. And that was an interview that Giselle Hannah did with Pranam B. Somwong um, around migrant workers in Thailand, Burma and Malaysia. And that's really all the time we've got for you today. We've actually ran over time. We apologise for that. It's half past nine. You're listening to Asia Pacific Currents, brought to you every week by Australia Asia Worker Links here on 3CR Radio. We'll be back uh, next week for another program of Asia Pacific Currents. My name is Pierre Morrow. Have a great day and stay tuned to 3CR Radio and to Palestine Remembered coming right away. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.